Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah most gracious, most merciful Al-Jum'ah magazine Volume 24, issue 11-12 The Al-Qa'da The Al-Hijjah, 1433 Hijri The 48th station The station of certitude Yaqeen Part 2 of 2 Ibn Al-Qayyim Translated by Umair Anjum The author of Manazil Al-Sa'irin Abdullah Al-Ansari Al-Hawari uh, 482 1089 or 1089 Allah have mercy on him said Certitude is the fairy of the one who ventures on this path Certitude is the fairy of the one who ventures on this path It is the final station of the commoners It is said and the first step of the elite he said this because certitude is what carries the traveler to Allah as Abu Sa'id al-Kharraz uh, al said knowledge is what employs you to cross over and certitude is what carries you through knowledge is what employs you to cross over and certitude is what carries you through he called certitude a ferry that the traveler rides to reach Allah. Were it not for certitude, none would reach Allah, nor would any stand fast on the path. Al-Hawari deemed it, deemed it the last of the levels of the commoners, for they aim at it as their final destination. Then he related the opinion that Certitude is the first of the steps of the elite, that is to say, it is not a station of the elite, but merely the beginning of their path. This is because, in his view, the elite seek the essence of union and annihilation. They, the elite seek the essence of union and annihilation and their witnessing of the reality. No other concern arrests them, nor do they deviate to chase any other forms. Anything short of this, including love of the divine, remains the commoner's vantage point or station. Suffice it to say that the elite seekers of nearness to Allah deem certitude the final destination of the commoners and their own beginning. The levels of certitude. Al-Hawari said certitude has three levels. The first level is the knowledge of certitude, which is to accept what is evident of the truth and to accept what is hidden for the sake of the truth, and to stand by what Allah possesses, meaning his attributes in truth, meaning by his very nature. The Shaykh al-Hawari has mentioned in this first level three things that are related to certitude and its pillars. The first correlative acceptance of what is evident of the truth means what Allah has made known to us, namely his commands, prohibitions and laws and his religion which he has made known to us upon the tongues of his messengers. We receive it with acceptance and obedience and with submission and surrender to his lordship and such is our entry into the bond of his worship. The second correlative, acceptance of what is hidden of the truth, comprises faith in the unseen that the truth, glory to him has informed us through his messengers of the matters of the afterlife in detail the garden, the fire and what uh, precedes them including the bridge as-sirat the uh, balance al-mizan and the reckoning 
And what precedes these, such as the cleaving asunder of the heaven, the cleaving asunder of the heaven, the scattering of the stars, the blowing away of the mountains, the enfolding of the world, and what precedes these of the matters pertaining to the intermediate realm of the grave, al-barzakh, and its pleasures and punishment. The acceptance of all this with a trust, affirmation, and certainty is certitude such that with it the heart is with it the heart is penetrated by no qualm doubt forgetfulness or heedlessness for anyone who is assailed by these has corrupted and weakened if not destroyed his certitude the third correlative is to stand by what allah possesses in truth with respect to allah's names attributes and actions this is the science of monotheism, Tawheed, whose foundation is the affirmation of the names and attributes, its opposite being to divest Allah of any attributes or deny these, following the heretical uh, Jahmiya sect. The opposite of this aspect of monotheism is divestment, the monotheism of intention, the monotheism of intention and will relates to exclusive devotion of one's actions and worship to Allah alone the uh, opposite of which is polytheism divestment is worse than polytheism for the one who would divest Allah of his attributes denies Allah's being or its uh, perfection which is the denial of the reality of Godhood for a being that does not hear see talk feel pleasure or uh, wrath and does not do anything exist and does not do anything exist neither inside the universe nor outside it is neither corrected to nor separated from it is neither of it nor distinct from it is neither in its vicinity nor beyond it is neither above the throne nor beneath it is neither behind it nor in front of it is neither to its right nor to its left <coughs> and thus is and thus is as good as non-existent the polytheist on the other hand seeks to draw near to Allah and his attributes but worships another along with him such a one is thus better than the one who denies Allah's being and attributes certitude therefore is to abide by what Allah has established of his names and attributes as well as by the praise of his perfection and oneness these three correlatives of the first level of certitude comprise the noblest of all religious sciences they are the knowledge of divine command and prohibition, the knowledge of names and attributes and monotheism and the science of afterlife and the last day. And Allah knows best. The second level, Al-Hawari says, is the sight of certitude, the evidence of which renders one above evidence and the sight of which renders one above reliance on report for one's witness has rent, has rent the veil of knowledge. The difference between the knowledge of certitude and the sight of certitude is like the difference between truthful report and direct observation, whereas the essence of certitude is higher than this. The difference between the knowledge of certitude and the sight of certitude is like the difference between a truthful report and direct observation, whereas the essence of certitude is higher than this. The three have been explained by the example of one who informs you that he has honey, and you trust him then he proceeds to show it to you increasing your certitude then you actually taste it 
The first is the knowledge of certitude. The second is the sight of certitude. The third is the essence of certitude. We know now, for instance, of paradise and hell by the knowledge of certitude. When paradise is beautified, when paradise is beautified for the pious and people witness it, uh, and hell is set ablaze for those who have gone astray and people observe it, this then will be the site of certitude. Again, when paradise is beautified for the pious and people witness it, and hell is set ablaze for those who have gone astray and people observe it, this is then will be the site of a certitude. When the people of paradise are admitted into it and the people of hell sent into it, this state will be characterized as the essence of certitude. In his statement, this level of certitude, the evidence of which renders one above evidence by the first evidence, he means direct observation and witnessing, that is the one possessed of certitude has no need for argument, for uh, Argument is sought to attain the knowledge of something, but when that thing is directly observed, what needs is there what needs is there for argument. This is the meaning of the sight of which renders one above reliance on report. By his statement, witnessing has rent the veil of knowledge. He means that the inner knowledge that is attained by the one possessed of this level of certitude amounts to direct witnessing that tears away the veil of knowledge, for knowledge veils one from witnessing for it interferes with his insight and his heart. At this second level, the veils are lifted, leading one directly to the object of knowledge. <coughs> the third level, says uh, Al-Hawari, is the essence of certitude, which is the essence, which is the dawn of divine unveiling, then renunciation of the burden of certitude, then annihilation of the veil in the essence of certitude. Know that this level is not attained in this world by anyone save the messengers, Allah's peace be upon them all. Uh, for our Prophet with his eyes, paradise, for our Prophet saw with his eyes, paradise and hell, and Moses heard the speech of Allah directly without there being a medium between them, and spoke to him directly. Moreover, Allah revealed himself to the mountain, thus turning it to dust while Moses looked on. Yes, the essence of certitude accrues to us as well in the form of the taste of what the Messenger وسلم, reports of the realities of uh, faith with respect to hearts and their actions. So when the heart encounters and tastes these realities of faith, they become for it the essence of certitude as for the matters of resurrection and the afterlife such as the, beaut the uh, beatific vision of Allah openly by one's own eyes and hearing his uh, speech in reality and without a medium the believers portion of these uh, in this abode is faith and the knowledge of certitude the essence of certitude is delayed until the moment of the appointed meeting but for al-hawari when the seeker attains annihilation that is when he witnesses the reality and attains the essence of union he does attain the essence of certitude this for him is the rise of the dawn of divine unveiling its actualization and establishment when its brightness overcomes the darkness of the veiled night leading one from the state of mere knowledge to immersion in the specter of the annihilation of all mere physical forms. The renunciation of the burden of certitude means that whereas the station of certitude has rights that is 
that its seeker must fulfill and labor that its seeker must toil through. When one attains annihilation in oneness, one attains a much loftier state in which he becomes the carried rather than the carrier. He flies rather than journeys, shedding the burdens as such, for these burdens become to him like breathing or like water to the fish. This state is one which can be judged only by experience and feeling. Do not therefore rush to deny it. Consider, for instance, the state of the companion uh, Amr ibn al-Humam who was about to eat ibn al-Humam Amr ibn al-Humam uh, who was about to eat the dates during the battle of Uhud when hungry and in dire need of it when the when he observed that the bazaar of martyrdom ha had been set up he threw aside uh, his nourishment and said it would be too long of a life I live to eat these dates. Muslim. There remains one great point to ponder, a moment of prostrating before Allah, annihilation for the companions like that which is epitomized in this report was not annihilation in the oneness of lordship, that they do advocates of annihilation, meaning Sufis like Al-Hawari Sikh. Rather, it was annihilation in the oneness of worship. They annihilated their souls in the love of the Almighty against the love of any other in what he asked of them and against what their own souls wanted and enjoyed. They did not labor for annihilation or for immersion in witnessing against their beloved's desire. Rather, they annihilated their own desires for the sake of his desire. They indeed are the possessors of eternity in annihilation, separation in union, plurality in oneness, and existential reality in normative reality. What a people they were. None like them ever was. But for them, all guidance would be lost. Their spiritual states compared to the states of people after them is as the pure substance that remains inside a pot compared to the chaff that has been filtered out of it, and as to the path of deviation and corruption such are all paths other than theirs. All grace, all grace is Allah's hands. He gives to whomsoever He wills, and Allah is truly gracious. Alhamdulillah.